Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Business League Podcast, episode number 12. This is your commissioner, Adam. Mr. Commissioner, it's John Baker. What's up, buddy? Not too much, man. Uh, doing well here on a Wednesday night. How are you? Not so bad. I'm uh, kind of licking my chops here after another post-trade deadline loss, but you'll have these things. Uh, this is true. Uh why, why don't we get started rolling into the podcast and look on the brighter side. The last I checked, the Cleveland Browns have won two games in a row. Yep, and hey, it's going to maybe be three with the mighty Miami Dolphins, not coached by Andrew Fahmy, the real Miami Dolphins coming up on Sunday, and then the Squealers again next week. You know, I think I say in baseball, three games is a winning streak, but they have so many games to play with. I guess, you know... NFL style, we I think we could qualify this as a winning streak for the Browns. Hey, it's more than one, and for the Browns, that's pretty darn good. This is true. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll get your thoughts. You know, they, they pretty much took care of the Steelers. Uh, a little disappointing end of the game for you guys, I'm sure. Uh, any thoughts there? It was an interesting game to watch. I mean, um, the Steelers just have no offense without Big Ben, and the injuries killed them. And, you know, I don't really have much to say on the ruckus at the end of the game. I'm sure everybody's seen plenty of coverage of that in the last six days. It's unfortunate it had to happen with eight seconds left in the game. Totally unavoidable, but it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I I heard that Miles Garrett had his appeal this morning and pointed to a similar incident back in 2013, I guess. A linebacker swung a helmet, and he was only given a three-game suspension, so – you know, I I think he's still going to get some games suspended, but uh, you know, maybe they look at precedent. I think with the uh, the CBA expiring soon, I, they're going to try to stay in line on things. I think on both sides, so we'll yeah, see. He made some interesting points with that appeal too, because with the suspension in 2013, a guy uh, was suspended for two preseason games and one regular season game, so that actually only equates to one game check, and. I believe that the current deal doesn't allow for indefinite suspensions, so I'm expecting there to be a number put towards it. Uh, would be nice if it happened, or if it happened to only suspend him through Week 15, because uh, Week 16 is a nice, big, important match against the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you look at that Brown schedule. I think we've talked about it before throughout the podcast. A little light coming up these next couple weeks, so you've got to be excited. I am cautiously optimistic. How's that? I like it. Um, you know, as a an owner of three Browns players now on my team, I'm I'm hoping that they keep rolling as well. Yeah, well, uh, maybe they'll they'll help you go to uh, yet another eighty point win next week. Easy now, easy <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm shocked by that as well, but. You know, we can we can talk about that when we look at these results. Uh, sure. Dallas Dallas themselves got back on the winning ways against Detroit this week and mighty Jeff Driscoll. Um, gets a little harder this week, but we can cover that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty, I mean, it was a pretty solid game by Dallas. Nothing mind-blowing. Um, you know, it's still a little interesting at the end of the game, but... You know, they got the W on the road. I guess that's what matters. It doesn't always have to be flashy. You just got to get the win, you know. I mean, when the playoffs start and you're in the in there, it doesn't really matter how you got those wins that got you there. Yeah, definitely. And they're in a spot now where they got to win. The, you know, games that are looked upon as winnable, they have to win. Um, coming down to the stretch here, that you know, they got a one-game advantage now on Philly. Uh, well, and in technically, and they beat Philly in the first game. But when you look at the schedules coming up, you know, Philly's got a – 
I think they got a three game stretch in a row where they have like where Dallas started the season. I think it's like Miami, New York Giants, Redskins right in a row. So yeah, the Cowboys um, have probably the most important four game stretch of their whole season coming up now. Um, I mean, it's I think it's really going to tell the tale even before they play the Eagles again. I mean, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams. That's really going to point the direction of where their season's going to go. For sure, and I think when all is said and done, I think it still will come down to that. It's going to come down to that Week 16 game, most likely. Yeah. Um, the way that I see it, but uh, we could talk about going forward after uh, we get through some business league action. Business um, league, yeah. Before we hop right into Week 11, just for those of you that are uh, keeping track out there, I do have my piece of paper here with our Week 10 pick'em standings, where um, I came in at four and two, and John, you were three and three. Hmm. Uh, we both were wrong with Carl and Cake, and you lost a um, – where do we – oh, in the matchup between yourself and Mr. Gula. Um, that was the difference in the week. I had Gula, you, you took your team. Um, week 11, me and Zach had our picks. I came in with a 5-1 and one week. Zach went 3-3. Three and three. Hmm. Um. So I guess we can get rolling into those uh, recaps. Uh, I'll cover my game quick because, you know, the offensively challenged uh, Saquon D's nuts came through with another one. I uh, won't have much else to say on my side either, so take your time. Yeah, I mean, it's an, another week. You, you play the schedule you're given, and in a week where I would have lost any other team, I came up against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, you know, through the projections, it, it looked like it was going to be a tight match, but... Um, the team came out on top. Really, on both sides, there's really no standouts to talk about. Um, for myself, I'll say I'm, I've been pleased again with Kareem Hunt. He seems to be catching – if he can keep catching about six to eight balls per game, you know, I'll be happy with that. I think for the second game in a row, fantasy-wise, he outscored Nick Chubb. Yeah, they're looking at a real nice one-two punch. I, I will take that any day of the week. Um, the only other thing I, I really sat between – the Baltimore defense, uh, whether to trust them in that matchup with Houston, where I did think it was going to be high scoring at the end of the day, I didn't really like, uh, well, more so roster wise. I didn't really have any moves I wanted to make to pick up a different defense. So I, I rolled the dice with them and they came through with a pretty nice 15 points. Sure. Yeah. Um, they had a nice game. I didn't expect it to be quite as mismatched as it was, I guess, in terms of final score. Yeah. I thought, you know, I thought it was going to be close. I think, uh, it might have been a little closer. The uh, uh, what's it? Damian Williams went, went out with an injury uh, right before halftime in the Monday night game, so they missed some opportunity to have him out there on the field for the second half. So yeah, you know, I'll take him where I can. You take wins where you can get them, kind of like we talked about the NFL. It's the same way in fantasy, and that's it. Um, got the, got the win. That's all that matters. I'm sure. I'm sure the, the Miami Dolphins with that nice tank logo were probably sweating the chance that they might win the game. So. Yeah, I think he was <laughs> all right with the result. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we'll go rolling into your game. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed out, man. I, uh, you know, 118 points isn't a terrible week in terms of our league scoring. And looking at my bench, I really didn't have very many options to play. And I had to get creative on the waiver wire. I actually burned all of my fab this week. I thought Brian Hill was going to be the uh, the cream of the crop, and he was not. Yeah, I think I don't think you were the only one that got burnt on that. I think you guys could probably start a support group or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I just might. Eh, it's a bummer too because I, I hit on Sam Darnold, but 
You know, some guys that I thought would do well didn't. Uh, Zach Pascal with Hilton out again. Thought he'd have a nice game. DT didn't have a really big game either. And, I mean, with uh, 140 being a pretty low week by Pete's standards, but it was, I think, a beatable week in terms of competing against his team. Um, it was there, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I, I remember you know watching this over as the games were going on Sunday, and it definitely was looking like there was a, a couple times that it was looking like there was a shot, but, you know, Big game by Pete's uh, trade deadline acquisition, Dak Prescott, for him. And, uh, you know, you had a couple of decently quiet games by his receivers, too. But, I mean, Christian McCaffrey comes through with 30 points. Yeah, isn't that crazy? They lose 29-3, to and he's still the top running back in the entire league for the week. It's incredible, man. Yeah. He's by far the, uh, the the top the top guy this year. Yeah. And uh, Carr just got to be loving having that to look forward to. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, definitely a rough, you know rough week when you're looking at it points wise, and you get Pete on probably one of his lower scoring weeks of the of the season, and it just stinks when it doesn't come come through. Yeah, now I'm uh, I'm on the outside looking into the playoff picture, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for trading for Julio Jones. Well, John, you know there's two weeks two weeks that Julio may be the difference. You never know. Oh my God, <laughs> to get in the playoffs at six and seven would be a travesty. Well, as they say in Dumb and Dumber, there is a chance. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> um, why don't we move on? The next game I have on my list was Red Solo Cup with a big comeback win on Monday night against Gold Standard. Was that the Mike Williams catch? It was. Mike Williams get, uh, had like a 50-yard catch in the last minute of the game when uh, San Diego was – sorry – Los Angeles oh. was trying to uh, drive down for that game tying score, and uh, that was the difference. That catch. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer for Gold Standard. The Tyreek injury really put Jay Will in that position to win, and that really was the the difference. Because I, I feel quite sure Tyreek would have had enough points to secure Gold Standard the win, but you know that hamstring injury really turned the tide. Not to mention Deshaun Watson's stinker. I mean, that really hurt him too. Yeah, I was gonna that 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 jumped out at me. I think we we had talked last week when me and Zach were previewing these matchups, and we said it would be interesting watching those two quarterbacks going up head to head, both yeah. on the gridiron and the fantasy gridiron. And Lamar definitely got the better of that one. Uh, taking that outside, uh, really kind of uh, even weeks. Nice week from Michael Gallup with uh, a good Dar- season. Darius Slay locking down Amari Cooper this past week. Gallup's really come through for Dallas. Is that wide receiver too? I'm still bitter. I don't have him on any of my teams. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, good, a decent week from that we've from Todd Gurley. I think he got a lot more usage than he's been getting. Um, even though that was kind of an ugly game overall to watch. Nice week by Zach Ertz. Um, but yeah, Jaywell side, pretty good week from. Ezekiel Elliott, I guess, right up against projections, but yeah, kind of funny for Gold Standard too, because when you factor out the top two players on that team and Watson and Tyreek Hill, it was a pretty balanced effort. Yeah, for sure. And uh, surprisingly, I, I didn't, I didn't really touch on other things in my matchup, but I was a little surprised on the Sunday night game with the news that Robert Woods, about an hour before the game, was going to miss uh, the game, which did affect. Um, gold standard as well i think he dropped he picked up uh taylor gabriel to fill that spot hey 12.7 um, uh in a last minute thing is pretty good 
But yeah, I was I was looking more on the J. You know, I totally forgot about that on that side. But from J. Will's side, it, Cooper Cup again with only eight points. You know, Josh Reynolds didn't really have a big game either. So you kind of figure if one of those, you know, Brandon Cooks and Woods are both out, you would figure those guys would have gotten a little extra action. But didn't seem to be the case. I think I don't know. I think Jared Goff only threw something like thirteen passes. A little ridiculous, but um. <laughs> Uh, and then just going, you know, looking at the benches too, probably probably some kicking yourself there when you see Devontae Parker with a big game. But sure, yeah, he's uh, quietly putting together a very nice fantasy season, uh, all things considered. There in Miami, yeah, definitely. You know, he's you, you kind of look at his stats. He's been pretty much at least the last, you know, since the bye the last six weeks, he's been double digits. Um, only their short stretch at the beginning of the season looks like he he missed the game against New England and. Uh, Dallas held him in check, but yeah. pretty solid season for him. Yeah, I think so. I I don't know where you know you know with the Robert Woods news, I, I think obviously maybe you would have had him in there. If, I think he probably would have taken him over Taylor Gabriel, but really nothing else that we would see that you would actually be slotting him in there. I think so. at six and five and fourth place, Gold Standard should be in a good spot to make a run for a playoff qualification. I mean, it's a it's one of the deeper rosters, in my opinion, in our league with guys who, who you can play on a weekly basis. Yeah, I, th- I look just looking at the standards and, and looking at these standings, looking at these results, um, you know, take away that Mike Williams catch and the league standings look a little different. Gold standards right up there tied with Cake at, for the second spot. You know, J-Wolves on the outside looking in. So a lot changed on just that one catch. Yeah, absolutely Interesting thing, too, is um, you look at teams like yours and Jay Wills, both currently in a playoff spot at five and six, but you're two of the lower scoring teams in the league as well. So, I mean, you're two teams who are looking at needing to win out in order to secure that spot. Yeah, yeah. We're at six and five, actually. Thank you. But um, Did I say yeah, five I and six? You did, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, me, yeah, I think me and Jay Will are both in that same boat that we've just got to keep – you know, we know we're not winning any tiebreakers, so we've got to do it records. True. And get the W's. So, <laughs> uh, moving on to the next matchup in the week, we had Caker Bayfields with a pretty sizable victory over Peter Blomey, Mr. Eric Gula. Yeah, Peter Blomey just couldn't do it. Um, Cake had a solid week all around from his team. I mean, Beasley was his worst at 7.8 points, but um, he's usually more solid consistent production than that but he had a good week and calvin ridley i I figured that with sanu going to new england that ridley would get opened up for more action and he sure did this week yeah he definitely did and you look at cake's team too he had a a lot of you know four players on by including his two starting running backs so uh being able to get that some of that you know production out of you know kalen balage and marlon mack before he went down hurt um Definitely a solid week. Balage with the ugliest 12.7 of all time. One rush oh. touchdown, five receptions, nine rush yards. Yeah, it's Yuck. it's it's not it's not pretty. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I guess it, 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 he got the job done. Uh, looking at you know Gula side, he's a couple of guys on the bench that I'm sure he would have liked to have in there. Boyle, uh, no targets. Yeah, I mean. Just, Rough, rough, uh, tight ends rough all around, I think. Oof, I mean, if uh, he had a decent tight end production and then maybe something better than 3.2 in Sanu's slot, we might be looking at a different matchup here, but I think those two pieces are really what sealed his fate. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not. You know, Marvin Jones has had a couple of really good weeks. Um, I would, you know, not putting myself in in Gula's head, but I think he saw that matchup that Sanu had with the Philly secondary and was yeah. probably licking his chops and probably also didn't want to play a guy against Dallas, being that he's a fellow Cowboys fan. So I don't know if that went into the process or not, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I definitely. You know, it's it's tough. He's got Ingram on bye, so it wasn't you know, he kinda rolled the dice with any tight end and you know, you win some, you lose some. That's it, man. <laughs> um next up looks like we had Steve Johnson in Surveys Express. Steve had a big week, dude. Josh he Allen. Did. Was was Josh Allen the top quarterback in the whole league this week? Uh either him or Lamar, I would think. Lamar had thirty three something, I forget exactly the yeah. decimal, but uh, de- yeah, definitely a big week for him against Miami. Uh, and I guess Steve-O did not forget to set his lineup this week as much as Zach was hoping for uh, while do- talking on the podcast. What a nice flex, literally and figuratively, putting D-Hop down in that flex spot. It does look pretty down there, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I always I always laugh when people talk like about their you know who they have in their flex and that they put their lowest guy down there. And for me, it just ends up being whoever plays the last part of the week uh in general but i always i do always laugh about that when you, you know, oh yeah well i put so-and-so as my flex yeah well that's a really good point too in terms of i guess just like general fantasy strategy i mean if i've got a guy who i know i'm gonna play that week and he plays on like thursday night and he would be quote unquote my lowest guy i'm gonna put him in that receiver or running back or whatever position he is spot in my lineup that way. So I, I have the flexibility on Sunday and Monday, God forbid something happens to someone else where I need to make a change. I don't have that actual receiver or running back slot locked. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's just general. That's, that's the policy that I always go with, but it's not like you get less points when you play someone in your flex position. So, right. Um, obviously it looks fun when you got a guy like Deandre Hopkins down there. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. you know, really solid week. Otherwise the, other than the stinker by, Tower Boyd uh, against Oakland on Zach's side. Some, you know, looked like he had to make some, you know, not some questionable names in there. I'll say I don't even know who R. Gage, Russell Gage at uh, Atlanta is. Yeah, they were thinking he was a guy that was going to soak up some of the the work that Sanu left behind, but I mean that was kind of canceled out by Ridley's big week. I mean, Zach's team this week, in my opinion, was more of a just a boom and bust. I mean, Mahomes had a below-average game by his standards, but that really wouldn't have helped him. It was just the inconsistencies with the high and low points across the rest of his lineup that really killed him, you know? DJ Chark, 30. Juju, 4. Well, okay. That's a bummer. You know, still 6.7. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Juju got held held only 4 points by that Stellar Browns defense. Um, I think he also, I think, had some injuries he uh, did leave the game. Yep, with a concussion. Yeah, the concussion and apparently a knee issue as well. So, yeah, uh, definitely a little worse for wear after that one. But you know, a nice, a nice game out of uh, out of Mark Andrews again. He's he's come on the past two weeks. Yeah, um, Lamar's really been um, utilizing utilizing him. Andrews has had a good season. I think I think you know Zach's got to be pretty happy. He's finally found a, a good tight end to. To, to plop in the line up there. <laughs> hey, started <laughs> off with who was it? Um, Hawkinson. Yep. Yeah, I've been frustrated by him uh, the past couple weeks too. So, <laughs> looking at these benches, nothing really of note. Uh, I see a 
you know, a couple guys who had decent games, but nothing that would have impacted the matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think this one was, uh, you know, Steve-O's all the way. Very true. Interesting on OJ Howard. I'm just, I just pulled up his player card. I didn't realize he was benched after he dropped his only target. Oh yeah, it was, it was actually, uh, we had it on red zone. It was a, he tried to do some goofy behind the back thing. Yeah. And it ended up being picked off and they benched him. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It was one of those. I mean, it was a play. He probably, he, I don't know. It was just really, really a poor play after that. It's been a, a dismal season for him. Sucks. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah, it sure. It sure has been a has just a, you know you thought maybe he was turning around at last week, but yeah, well, kind of tough. Well, what do you think here on uh, this last matchup of the week? It's one of our closer matchups we ended up having. Yeah, I think this one came down to uh, the afternoon, the uh, four o'clock slot. There was some late action there that uh, led Carl to a a big win needed win over hanging with Mr. Cooper. Yes. I think solidifies Maraschio in the basement. Yes. I'm, I'm sure he was watching the, you know, well, actually, I mean, I know for a fact I was watching the games live with him and he was, he was contemplating, Hmm, if I pull this win out, I still could have a shot to make, you know, make some moves and sneak into a playoff spot while having all these extra draft picks and uh, that fizzled pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, John Brown single-handedly, I think, in New England's defense or New Orleans defense too, rather, uh, kept him in this one. It wasn't a really good week for his team across the board. Just a couple of good guys who kept him competitive, but and trust the process. Riding a few twenty-plus point performances from his quarterback, receiver, and running or two receivers with over twenty. I mean, that's what did it for him. Yeah, I think uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray had a pretty had a pretty solid game in that in that four o'clock slot that, yeah. that led him to the to the win. Yeah, good big uh, win for Carl. His uh, Cinderella run continues. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm sure he was probably sweating it out there at the end of the game, but yeah, to event pump too. I mean, you got Lockett on a bye, George Kittle out hurt. Uh, it was going to be a pretty close match to begin with, I think. Well, not when you look at the original projection, but. I mean, losing two of your key cogs like that, you got to feel a little concerned. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't feel great after Thursday night. You know, James Conner, two point six points. Yeah, uh, Chubb only nine, you know, nine point two. Again, because he apparently he, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt's just going to catch every ball now. I guess for the backfield in Cleveland. Yeah, maybe. Hey, as long as they're winning games, I don't care who gets it. But yeah, definitely. And hey, you look at uh, you look at the moves. Stephon Diggs was the guy he went out and got 23 points. He came through at the end with a, with a big touchdown. So. Yeah. Look at it. Look at us uh, critics eating our words on the acquisition. <laughs> Definitely. I think it's probably one of those, another one of those games, you know, I think we're at the end of the day. Marashi is probably okay with the loss. Um, it would have made for some inter- interesting speculation if he had the chance to get the win. But now that the loss was secured, it's, Pretty much full steam ahead towards draft position. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a battle between him and the Miami Dolphins, I guess. Uh, hey, don't hey don't uh, sleep on my team. I've been having a pretty crummy run myself. Oh, so before we uh, before we finish off our kind of review of this week, you know, I had the I had the 
pleasure of hearing on the satellite radio as I was driving back from Virginia Beach this weekend. Uh, they have a segment that they run during the four o'clock games when it gets when they have some time. They call it "Sick of This," and it's a list. You know, they basically just play the radio calls of touchdowns that have no meaning to us fantasy players, and they just call. You know, I'm just sick of this stuff going on. But this week in general, there was a lot of "Sick of This." It went on for quite a while, and some of these names that were going off, um, I had to actually when I when I got home, I went on and looked up and. I just want to list off some of these names quick that had touchdowns. It was crazy. There were so many no-namers that scored at the one, especially in the one o'clock games. It was a lot in the one o'clock games. And what was funny was afterwards, when the week was over, and I'm looking at the stat, you know, the scoring, and these are all these fantasy irrelevant guys. But you know, every team in the league scored over 100 points except for Mr. Fami and me. <laughs> so maybe that's you know that's these guys were stealing all our points, I guess. But I'm just going to go down this list and, and of these winners. Hit me. Yeah. Bo Scarborough, Jeff Driscoll with a rushing touchdown, Steven Carlson, Seth Roberts, Gus the Bus Edwards, Quadre Oleson, Marcus Johnson, Dawson Knox, Jakeem Grant, Troy Fumagilli, Andy Janovich, Irv Smith Jr., Daniel Brown, Ryan Griffin, Jeremy Sprinkle, Pharaoh Cooper, Ross Dwelly times two, Kendrick Bourne, Jeff Wilson, and Foster Moreau. Unbelievable! I could, especially as the Brian Hill owner right now. When I saw, I'm like, who the hell is Quadri Allison? I thought there was only one Quadri in the world, and I thought it was Ismail. Now, yeah, Quadri Allison actually for, former Pit Panther. Oh, I Pit Panther rookie. Yeah, should have known. You know, and the the, bet, the the worst part was there was a actually a touchdown that was thrown or that was run by an offensive lineman in some goofy formation that the Colts ran. Ooh. They had uh they had their they handed off to their guard, and he actually they were showing his celebration was the his fellow offensive lineman picked him up like he was doing a keg stand. <laughs> nice. They ended up reviewing it, and he didn't cross the goal line, so that ended up being turning into that uh, stellar Marcus Johnson touchdown. So unreal. I had that as a, as a quick note there as well, but yeah, what a uh, what a list of ridiculous touchdown scores! What a poop fest for sure. <laughs> uh, week eleven, yikes! Um, so as we get out of week eleven, you know we're recording on here on Wednesday night when we have Wednesday night recorded podcast, we get to talk about what happened on the waiver wire. Was there uh, anything of note? I didn't particularly keep a close eye on that. Jonathan you Williams, know- ooh, twelve dollar bid, big one. You know, you would have th- with five teams putting in bids for Jonathan Williams. You would have thought maybe Jonathan Williams himself would have had a bid in, but uh, no can do. Look at Fami putting in six bucks in the tank effort. Yeah, you know he's he's not giving up. He he made a I believe he made a couple of uh, acquisitions this week. Yeah, he actually put in the six dollar winning bid for Bo Scarborough. Um, that was a competitive with four bids. We had he had, was the winning bid for Baker Mayfield as well. Yeah, Mayfield was a an interesting drop, I think, um, in terms of a keeper league. I don't know if he's really going to be a keeper prospect, but uh, you well, as you know, as a Browns fan, I would hope that you would hope for that. <laughs> um, Maybe that I don't he know. into one of those guys. I think I believe he was on Cake's team. You know, that was named for Mister Mayfield, and he made the move and brought in a quarterback through trade so yeah might have been one of those things he was lowest man on the totem pole and i'm sure it pained him to drop him but <laughs> yeah sometimes there's uh, not enough chairs at the table for everyone so it looks like mr mayfield had to get relegated here 
but yeah, big, you know, Miami Dolphins spent the big bucks to bring in Baker and, and take him off the field for everyone else. It looks like you had a claimant on him as well, just for $0. I did, yeah. Since I blew my stack last week, I thought I would just take a shot and clearly was not uh, going to happen for me this week. It, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of almost in your boat. I, I pretty much blew everything I had. Uh, I think I have like four bucks left. Yeah, it uh, sucks. To, I, I typically like reserving. What's that? I'm sorry. I said I, I blew the rest of my uh, stack picking up Duke Johnson last week. It's a good get. Eh, spent a lot more than I had to on him, but I can't take it with you. Exactly. I typically like to reserve a little bit towards the the last week of the season if I'm going to even even if I'm going to be making the playoffs. But you know, in a position this week where, well, last week technically with the waivers, in a spot where I was really hoping I'd get a win, I went all in with my budget on some acquisitions that just bummed that it didn't work for me. That's how it goes. Um, other than that, there were a lot of moves this week that were not competitive as well. We had Cake dropping $12 on Naheem Hines, uh, looking for that, you know, who's going to be that fill-in option as the Marlon Mack owner. I'm sure he was trying to get a piece of that action. Marascio um, getting Gronk. Mr. Marascio, you know, kind of looking towards uh, having an eye towards next year. Threw a couple bucks on Gronk and dropped old man Witten as a result. Unreal. Out with the old, um, in with the old. <laughs> we had uh, we had Peter bringing in Hunter Renfro for five bucks, adding him to that roster. Yeah. Uh, Zach made a couple moves. He pulled in James Washington and said goodbye to Robbie Anderson, who he was trash talking last week on the podcast. So <laughs> maybe that was a little foreshadowing. Uh, again, we had Zach bringing in the Cleveland defense this week for their big tasty matchup. Yep. Uh, looks like you brought in a tight end. Yeah, Ryan with Austin Griffin. Hooper still looking at that absence, um, and Rudolph on a bye had to make a move there. I, I like I like the pickup. I think Griffin's a guy that uh, was had a lot of little bit of tight end hype this week. Yeah, we'll uh, see. We, with the announcement recently that Herndon would not be playing this season, um, you know, I think Griffin's going to do well this week. We'll see. Yeah, we had uh, trust the process. Brought in uh, Dr- Jeff Driscoll. I know he possibly is still probably going to be getting starts, and and they have a tasty matchup with Washington. Yeah. He also brought in Dallas Goddard at tight end. Uh, I made a waiver move for $0 and picked up the Philadelphia defense. Um, Not really particularly for this week, but looking ahead, we talked a little earlier about that uh, nice three-game gauntlet that they have coming up after Seattle. Yeah, I, I picked them up in another league for the same reason, too. Um, I think that week 13, 14, 15 stretch for the Eagles will make them uh, pretty decent uh, defense prospects. Sorry, sorry, I went so slow there. I was choosing my words wisely. I was getting ready to say they're. <laughs> I was getting ready to say they're going to be a pretty good play, but as soon as the words popped into my head and they were on the tip of my tongue, I thought about their secondary and I was like, eh, they could get torched. But um, considering the opponents. You know, they're, they're going to be a solid option for a fantasy defense in those three weeks. Yeah, I kind of just – you always want to have some options there. So I figured I'd hop ahead one week ahead of time and, and grab them. Look, I'll you plan it for the playoffs. Well, I might be there, so you gotta you got to make plan. You got to make moves, I guess. You know, What's up? I gotta have a, you got to put up as many points if you're gonna, potentially going to run into Pete's team. So. True, true. Uh, 
I dropped TJ Hawkinson as as said he's you know he's a bum. Um, actually made a I saw that Mister Njoku came back to practice today, so he did. I uh, I picked him up as well as another option, so hopefully I he think gets it's going to be a light week for him this week if he gets some snaps, maybe just some snaps to shake the rust off and. Maybe we'll see him get more involved against Pittsburgh next week. But I, I really don't think just returning to practice, they'll get him too too involved this coming week against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, he, he started out this – before he got hurt, he started out the season pretty well. So Yeah. Uh, we'll see. You know, tight end's kind of a wasteland if you don't have one of the top guys. So I'm just trying to try and some uh, – trying some different things that's very <laughs> true so uh what do you say we look ahead to next week in the business league sounds good uh, i've, I've got go? carl I'm, I'm running in to the proverbial business league buzz saw on a, an unprecedented run charging towards the playoffs and i now stand in his way with jeff driscoll at the helm <laughs> Wow, I you know I was I was thinking I couldn't remember who the in the swap of quarterbacks in that trade, um, who which side Matthew Stafford was going or co- coming to, um, and that makes sense why Carl picked up Driscoll with Kyler Murray on by this week. Yeah, um, yeah. Wow, Jeff Driscoll. Whew. Well, I'm hoping he doesn't have as big of a game as he did last week. <laughs> Would be nice for my efforts. Uh, Man, that running back tandem, I'm worried about Chubb and Fournette. Oof. Yeah, that could that could be uh, that could be dicey. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of just throwing out the guys I think are going to do the best and seeing what happens. I got hit with the injury bug at a bad time, and I got Eckler on a bye. So you know, looking at maybe Hilton not playing this week. Uh, you know, Freeman looking at not playing. Hooper looking at not playing. Just gotta, you know, got to make the most of what you got. You know, I, I thought I had seen that Hilton had a full practice today. Well, that's good. Move uh, a tick in the right direction. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, this is uh, right now Carl's slightly favored. Um, what What's your what's your prognostication? Ew, um, that's an SAT word. Holy crap. Yeah. How about it? Good for you. I think it's ultimately <laughs> going to come down to what happens with those cues and what direction that they move. Q being the guys currently carrying the questionable tag. Uh, you know, Julio, I don't doubt that he's going to play. Adams with that toe, I don't know if they're just giving him some veterans rest or what. Hilton, I don't know if he's going to play. Last week, I thought Zach Pascal was going to do awesome in Hilton's absence, and he kind of put up a stinker. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's close enough where I'm going to stick with what I feel is right in my heart, and that's picking my own team to win the match. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think this looks pretty close as well um, from my eye. It is nice that you got T.Y. Hilton going on Thursday. At least you know if he's going to play and you're not waiting You know, you're not waiting until Monday night. You do have Mr. Pasquale. You could just drop in for him regardless, but um, it gives you some other options with guys. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, uh, God, this one's tough. I You know, I see, really, see some really, really good matchups on each side and – I kind of it, – it, it's. I feel like every week we talk about your receivers and we wonder – they're like the questionable squad. <laughs> yeah. And it makes it tough. Um, I'm going to – God, I'm going to go – I'm going to trust the process this week. Understood. I tell you what, if it wasn't my own team, I probably would go in that direction as well. Yeah, I do think it will be close, I, you know. But I think he's going to – I think he's going to continue his push. 
Well, that's fair. I'm not mad at you. Um, I'm glad. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, is uh, Mr. Cooper going to Saquon D's nuts? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised regardless of what happens with my team. You never know who's going to show up. You know, maybe I'll – will it be a third straight week of scoring 80 points and and getting a win? Who knows? Um, I'm actually favored to win by Yahoo's standards, which is – that's a first. It hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> um I don't know. I I actually I like a lot of my matchups that I have for my for my squad this week. Surprisingly, I think uh, you know I, I don't feel really comfortable at the tight end spot with Jimmy Graham, but and who knows if Alshon will play? I think Odell has a nice matchup with Miami. I think Godwin that I think that Tampa Bay defense with uh, that Matt Ryan can carve them up. I think Godwin can do the same to the Falcons defense. Yeah, uh, I think Kareem Hunt. It's going to have a good game. There's a, a string of really good performances by the second running backs against Miami this year. Add that to the fact that he's out there catching the balls. And and I got the Giants-Dave Montgomery matchup as well. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so I, I feel more comfortable than I have in the past couple weeks, which makes me a little scared. I think on Marascio's side, I think he's he's got some guys that can go off. But uh, definitely not definitely not the running backs that I'd be excited to really throw out there this week. Yeah, that's for sure. I, I think his lineup is looking pretty ho-hum this week. I think you're going to grab a win. Uh, scoring not really being a factor. I just think you're playing a team that's pretty beatable for, for Week 12. Yeah, yeah. You know, really, you know, There's not really many choices he can look to make on his bench. He's kind of playing with what he has. and He's also looking to next season as well, adding Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Seeing what happens in the offseason, he's going to be considering them from keepers, I'm, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my squad as well for this week. But I won't be surprised with anything that goes on this fantasy season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, touche. Uh, next up we got on my list, we have Red Solo Cup and Steve Johnson. Two six and five teams, two teams currently in the playoff picture. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty close matchup. I know right now the projection has about 12 points between them, but uh, Jay Will still has a receiver with a bye on his bench. Steve-O still got O.J. Howard in the tight end slot. I'm not sure if he's going to roll with O.J. Howard still, but Hunter Henry's on a bye, and he didn't pick anybody up. So maybe it does look like he will play Howard. However, this is looking to be like it's going to be a pretty close matchup. Yeah, I agree. I think... uh... I think, you know, obviously it looks like it's going to come down to what happens on Monday night. It looks like Jail's got a piece of each side with two of his uh, two of his better players. Yeah, um, I think the key to this one that as I look at the matchups, um, I I think that how Ezekiel Elliott goes will go how this game goes for Jaywell. I know Bill Belichick usually tries to figure out, you know, one part to eliminate from the team. And I think he's going to focus on shutting down Zeke. I think he's going to try to make Dak beat him. Nice. Um, for that reason, I, I'm going to probably be on the Steve Johnson side for this matchup. Okay. You know, I think that Jay will has got a little bit more of that boomer bust factor with guys, uh, you know, like Lamar and Zeke who can put up crazy points. And I think Lamar in the primetime Monday night game, Zeke big matchup against New England. I believe they're both going to step up. And I see Red Solo Cup having a nice week this week and getting the win. All righty. 
So we're not really seeing eye to eye too too much this week. No, we're uh, what we only match on one of the three so far, I believe, right? This is correct. Well, I think we'll probably both match with Gold Standard in the next matchup, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that's the that's the side I'm leaning to. Yeah, Fami appears um, to have his roster slotted for the week with a couple of buys. Uh, not very many options outside of AJ Green and, and Wilkins there. Yeah, I don't think there's much mystery on that side. Uh, I guess Gold Standard side injuries and buys look- on that side too. I think we're looking at the starting lineup there as well. Maybe if Robert Woods gets the go, he'll get slotted in. But yeah, it's hard to say because that's Monday night, man. Yeah, I was about to say I could see the the, the only real change I could see is if we get some word that he's going to play. Yeah, um, it's not injury related. It's been it's a personal matter, so that's why I guess if they get some word that he'll be back, um, I could see him slotting him instead of Taylor Gabriel and rolling the dice and maybe seeing if he has to pick someone up. Yeah, I quite like Gold Standard here in this matchup. But yeah, um, even yeah, without that. Samuel's down there in the flex, too. Connor's already looking like he's not going to play. And Samuel's has been a nice dump off for for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he spent big up on Samuel's. And I think uh, with Connor having, those, having some injury issues, um, he can get some play these next couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, Rudolph, Rudolph loves those little checkdowns to him. So as long as uh, Rudolph can keep his nose clean and not start any fights that get his head caved in, uh, he, can, <laughs> he can continue dumping it off. True. Even though he started that fight, I guess he gets out of it without getting suspended. Must be nice. You, I don't know if you saw, did you see the, um, the Bill Burr commentary, the stand-up comedian Bill Burr commentary on that situation? No. <laughs> he was likening it to a situation where it's like a hot girl at the bar who uh, instigates shit between like two bigger guys who are trying to get with her and they get into a big fight, get kicked out of the bar and she's just there like, Oh my God, what just happened? It's wicked funny. You got to listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) That is good. I will, I will take a look that that sounds just about right. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go with team follow this week is my official pick too. So cool. Uh, Next matchup on the list Peter Blomey, Surveys Express. Uh, this is right down to the wire uh, projection-wise. Uh, looks like we have clean lineups as of right now. Who knows if there will be some you – know, could be possibly be some changes. but This could be this a nail in the coffin on the loser's season too. Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, just standings-wise more so definitely for Mr. Gula. But yeah. um, a, a Gula win here would put Zach in a pretty rough spot going into that last week. Uh, of the season as well. Yeah, I agree. I'm just reading through the names on this matchup here. Um, I think I like Zach's team better this week, even though he's projected for less points. Yeah, I could see. Um, God, because Zach's just got to be like the couple of these wide receivers he's thrown out there. He can't be thrilled with, but. I look at Darius Slayton only projected for six points, and I feel like maybe it's just recency bias since he blew up um, the last time the Giants played. Um, he seemed to really have a connection with Danny Dimes. Yeah, absolutely. And then Washington there in his WR3 spot, um, you know, projected for under 10. But if Juju's out, um, Deontay Johnson's going to be out. Rudolph's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And I mean, even though he's a jobber, 
he's going to probably get some yardage and he doesn't have options to throw out to us out of Washington and Samuels, in my opinion. Yeah, There's Vance McDonald, too. Yes, Vance refrigeration still there. Yeah. I mean, DJ Chark, I think he's going to have a nice game as well. DJ Chark is probably, in my opinion, going to be uh, one, possibly a receive, wide receiver one going down the stretch. I mean, the connection he's got with Nick Foles is, uh, looks like it's a pretty good one. He had a good start to the season, then Foles got hurt. And, you know, he peppered in a couple big games in between. But I think his most consistent production has come when Foles has been under center. Yeah, this is this is tough. Um, you know, I th- I don't really like I I feel like I'm flipping a coin here. But if I had to pick a matchup I really like, I, I like Russell Wilson against Philly this week. Fair. Um, I'm gonna that's gonna lean. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Mr. Gula's team and and say it's gonna be a, a rough one for Zach. But really, this you, one wouldn't surprise me either way. You like you like Russell Wilson against that Philly defense that you just picked up. Huh. Well, I'm, well, as I said, I didn't pick them up to play them against Seattle. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, put me on the record. I'm taking Zach. All righty. And our final matchup to look at this week, we have the top two teams in the league going at it. Ooh. Peter and Cake. And Pete with uh, some key guys on by in his Minnesota Vikings as well as Christian Kirk. Yeah, this should be this should be an interesting one. Um Pete still favored to win at the at press time by a ten percent difference. Sure. Um, just let, looking at some of these. Uh, oof. Yeah, this one this one could be interesting. It, you know, it's it's most weeks we could just basically say Pete's team is going to win, but <laughs> yeah, um, you just never know. There's there's some t- tougher matchups on on this slate. I'm curious with Pete's roster moves. Like he's slowly becoming the Oakland Raiders. He's got Jacobs and Waller starting on his bench. He's got Carr. He just added Hunter Renfro. I wonder if he's gonna just troll us all and become the Raiders for the playoffs. Wouldn't that be nice? Would, yeah, it would be nice if I was in the playoffs and maybe had to play him. Doesn't matter if I'm in the losers' lodge. Oh well. <laughs> well, it's not like Oakland's got uh, a great playoff schedule. You know, Jacksonville and. LA Chargers. Yeah, you know what? I'm uh, I'm going with the upset this week. I'm taking cake. I'm looking at Pete's team, and I think he's got a good one. Obviously, as remember before the season, I said he was going to make the playoffs, much to the chagrin of other league members. But I also see some pretty high projections this week that I'm not sure are going to get met. You know, you look at Allen Robinson with 16. I'm like, eh, I don't know. And um, I think that Cake's team is going to step up and take the win. Uh, I think I'm still going to go with Pete's team. Chalk. <laughs> take it, uh, you know, I I kind of I kind of wanted to take Cake's team as well, but I look at it, I see his I see his top right. I see he's got to throw Hines in there, and you never know what's going to happen with that situation. Who's yeah. going to get? Who's going to be win that? Um, Aaron Jones goes against San Francisco defense, who has just been ridiculous this year. Um, a lot of Jones's value. He he. They are getting equal carries between him and Jamal Williams, and his big weeks are coming whenever he gets to waddle in for touchdowns. Um, and while I do think that Russell Wilson's going to have a big game, I know Philly's defense is more known for shutting down the run, so I don't see it being a big Chris Carson game. So it looks like we have what two um, two common picks this week. 
Yes, that's correct. Uh, we we agree on my my matchup and and Mr. Folo. So very curious to see how that goes. Yes, it will be. Uh, that that continues our, our finishes up our previews looking at the business league. Um, just looking at the NFL this week. Uh, what do you think? Who uh, Cleveland's got Miami? Yeah, they're playing Miami. I guess it's a good week to have some guys, some key guys in their defense suspended <laughs> because they're playing the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, they're, uh, Cleveland is a double-digit favorites. I, I think I read. Look, win's they're a like, win. If it comes about one point or twenty-one points, I just want them to win, and that's it. Because we're gonna, <laughs> we're going to beat the Squealers next week. We're going to club their heads in, and we're going to be six and six and charging towards a wild card spot. That's what's up. Woo! That'll be that'll be exciting. It's going to be an exciting uh, exciting last month of the season for the Browns. Yeah, I kind of wish the Ravens weren't winning so many games. You know, the Browns. At, at the onset of the season, beat the Ravens by a good amount of points. I think they beat them by like three touchdowns. Um, no, I'm sorry. They ended up beating them by 15, but they hung 40 on the Ravens. But uh, I mean, Baltimore sitting there at 8 and 2. They're going to be tough to catch. But that wild card spot could be within grasp if the next two weeks go to plan. It sure could be. Definitely. Uh... AFC wise, I know it's a little more open. I think you look at the the NFC teams in the wild card right now are both like eight and two. So, oh jeez, um, a little a little tighter on that side. Well, yeah, here in the uh, AFC, if the Browns end up getting the six and six, they're going to have four games left, obviously, and uh, three of those four. I mean, one of them is the Ravens, but the other three are the Bengals twice and the Arizona Cardinals. So nine and seven is not out of the question, or ten and six since they already beat the Ravens pretty good. Yeah, that could be – it could be – that's big time. I'd be so um, pumped. Just one week at a time. One week at a time. Absolutely. Yeah. D- Dallas goes to New England this week. I can't say – you know, I, I don't think many people are that optimistic when their teams are going into New England. But yeah, I, I don't think it's an unwinnable game. I think – I think, you know, you never know what's going to happen. I New England didn't really look great against Philly last week. <clears throat> It was one of those games that they were probably lucky to get out of there with a W. So Yeah, the New England team has been kind of, I don't want to say a conundrum. That's not the right word. But they've been interesting this year, right? Because you're typically accustomed to the whole Tom Brady dominance thing. And it's been, in my opinion, the opposite this season where the offense has been pretty lackluster. And they're getting carried by this stellar defense. Yeah, for sure. It hasn't been their, it hasn't been their typical like offensive showing. I don't know if that's with not having Gronk around or just some... Um, musical chairs out at the receiver position or, or what's I'm, going on there. I'm quite so. looking forward to the uh, slate of games on Sunday and Monday, I guess just in terms of timing, right? Because I got my Browns on at one, got that big game with the Cowboys and Patriots at 430, big Packers-Niners game at, at the night game during WWE Survivor Series, then Ravens-Rams on Monday should be good as well. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great, great slate of these. Even the Indianapolis-Houston game uh, tomorrow night for the Thursday night game should be pretty good. I think it's a great slate of games that we're looking at. Um, surprisingly, that Green Bay-San Francisco game was a flex game. Uh, they flexed Seattle-Philadelphia out of that spot. Huh. Well, I, I'm not mad about it because the 8-2 and two Packers traveling to the 9-1 49ers is going to be an awesome game. Oh, I agree. I think. I mean, I, I don't think it was. It's not one of those typical Sunday night stinkers that usually gets flexed. I think it was probably a tough decision, but I think they're looking at it where that Seattle. You know, you never know what that Seattle Philadelphia game is going to look like, and I think this one could be. Uh, it's obviously the, the the better matchup, and and I can almost guarantee uh, Fox had that Dallas New England game protected. Um, so 
and I don't know if they would have flexed Dallas into Sunday night being that um, we'll have Thanksgiving the following week. So, Well, it's going to be done it before, a but. <laughs> big week in week 12 for fantasy and real-life purposes. This is true. It's a, it's a big week uh, college-wise. Penn State going into Ohio State. Um, they're three underdog, three touchdown underdogs, pretty close to. Wait, who are um, Penn State? Oh, Penn State's Ohio State. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. I am not feeling great about it, and I think we would need some type of the uh, blocked field goal touchdown magic to assist in a victory. Uh, otherwise, I don't feel good about the prospects. Yeah, I spoke a little bit last week about it. That even even prior to the Minnesota loss, I was not looking forward to this week. Um, I think you add everything in. You add the fact that the NCA somehow, oh, you know, Chase Young. Why don't we just re- reduce your suspension so you only have to miss games against Maryland and Rutgers? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, regardless, I even I don't even know if that. Uh, you know, obviously it helps to have their Heisman potential guy out there, but um. The fact that you know KJ Hamler is a question mark right now after leaving the game with a concussion on Saturday. Yeah. Um, without him on the field, I think it's going to be. I mean, the offense pretty much runs through him in the tight end. So. Well, hopefully we can get together next week and have uh, celebratory remarks about a upset Penn State victory. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? It would be. <laughs> it would be indeed. All right. Well, that about does it for this week's podcast. We'll get finished up. Uh, we'll see how week 12 goes for everyone. And I think we'll have an exciting podcast next week. You know, we'll we'll have the last week of the regular season and we'll have all the scenarios wide open for us uh, that we could discuss. So. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's always nice when you get one week closer to the end because then that uh, that fog clears out a little bit more as each week passes. Absolutely. And with how everything's set up in this, you know, we don't have any clear cut playoff picture right now so yeah it'll be a lot easier to see after this week sir i wish everybody except carl good luck this week (laughs) all right guys good luck good luck the week thanks for tuning in i'll bring us out adam sounds good